What's up everyone and welcome to episode 212 of the Justin Insight Podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and their journey through it. As always, my name is Tim Burbeck, I'm your host and guide through said podcast and as always been a pretty decent week again, pretty chill, pretty busy with work, um, but nothing too strange or startling to report. Um, by the time this one goes out, I might be going to see Holding Absence in Wales. I'm not sure yet, but if that happens, that'll be cool. Uh, if you want to find out more about Holding Absence, go listen to our episode with Lucas that we had earlier this year, like their album that they released. Um, the Greatest Mistake of My Life is probably one of my favourite records so far this year. So yeah, go check that out. Um, other new music stuff that's come out this week, how can you... If you haven't seen that the new Every Time I Die record has come out, then you're living in a hole somewhere because it is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the Dividing Line, Sweet Straight Edge record, go check it out. New Wet record. Uh, Return to form, in my opinion. JPEG Mafia uh, record come out, which is really, really cool. And, yeah, just like tons of stuff. New Circus of Five EP. There's a really good... Good week for new releases, and obviously last week's guest, uh, Issa Holiday, her band Slow Crush released their second album, Hush, on Friday as well. So, lots of stuff to get your ears around. Um, and I'm going to give you a pre-warning: if you want to keep your ears, this this episode is one that you want to may want to keep away from, because we've had a zombie infestation. To mark the celebration of 20 years of Semmel Paramedics, I am completely an utterly honoured to welcome on the leader of the zombie crew, Behelmouth, uh, ahead of their Halloween shows. Um, the band dropped a surprise record on us this year as well. Um, but yeah, somehow I managed to to cage a zombie and have a chat with him for an hour. Uh, which we, I tried to ca- crack through the surface and see if there was still a little bit of human in there. So we do get into Behelmouth's past a little bit, but Clearly his brain is completely mush and some of those memories are completely lost. But we get on to talking about how humans adopted the zombies and and welcomed them, why they're now back in a time of of COVID and horribleness um, and just what they feel like their mark will be left once they go back into the ground once more after this Halloween. So yeah, please sit back. Enjoy the chat I have with Behelmouth, and I'll see you on the other side. Right, so joining me this week on the Justin Insight podcast uh, is a bit of a, a surreal one. I've been joined by a zombie. Um, I'm joined by the leader of the zombie crew, Behelmouth from Semmel Paramedics. Behelmouth, thank you for for joining me i guess how how are you in the strangest shape and form that i can phrase that question brains brains i feel terrible i haven't fed for at least five hours i need brains well, I'm going to try and keep you less than five hours so you can go and get your feeding time. Ah. I don't want to be your next victim, let's put it that way. But I'm going to put it this way. I'm thankful for zombies right now and you guys coming back at a perfect time. So I don't know, did you time this? Or was it just the way your reanimation has come that you are now back in a time when the world is fucked? Well, um... I think, yeah, um, we when when the uh, COVID thing hit, um, we we were just a little disappointed that there was a global pandemic that just that didn't involve zombies. I mean, if if you, I don't know if you know our album from two thousand and five, The Awakening, but it's a yeah. concept album about a, a zombie viral pande- pandemic. So uh, when when a pandemic hit, and and it was actually pretty boring in comparison to my vision of what a pandemic should be uh you know uh, there were no obeying hordes devouring each other in the streets and, and things like this so I, I thought we should uh 
we should bring it back. And um, it also happened to be, uh, well, it will be uh, uh, when we do these dates uh, at Halloween, it will be 20 years since our first, uh, our first emergence. So that, that was a factor. And um, yeah, so we wanted to, uh, you know, we, luckily we, uh, we managed to slip out of the uh, containment into which we had been uh, uh, plunged uh, in circa 2007 and uh, to, uh, to plan uh, a new eruption of the undead. So is this you kind of being pissed off because of COVID that it didn't involve zombies? Yeah, it seemed to be all about fucking watching Netflix and shit. Whereas, you know, I wanted it to be about uh, headbutting uh, the windows of supermarkets and uh, overturning cars and uh, feasting on warm living brains, of course. Of course, of course. Um, now, um, in under usual circumstances, I take my guest back to their their roots and their origins, but you're a, an undead zombie, so this is going to be a bit interesting, but... Let, let's see if I can if I can see if there's any human life still within there. Mm. Can you remember any time before you were a zombie behemoth that you were introduced to music that 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 was plump pumping through your veins? Mm. Uh, it's all very very hazy, Tim. You'll appreciate that uh, even had not a our brains been blasted by uh, the two far two four five trioxin, which. Uh, reanimated us obviously a considerable amount of decay had already set in um so our memories are very much degraded um in terms of uh, being seized by music um well the up on our reanimation it became obvious that thrash metal was the appropriate uh conduit for our brain lust mm. but prior to that searching searching my memories um i uh, i have a dim dim inkling of uh, you know maybe um uh, for younger guys in the uh, 1990s growing up listening to um grunge skate punk metal um and obviously Possibly, I, I I can only assume from uh, what we produced when we when we arose that um, we may have uh, in our formal lives endeavored to create music in some form. Uh, I myself um, was uh, I I I think involved in some kind of terrible grunge band in my school days. Uh, some of the other. <laughs> Members of the band um, were playing skate punk in, in school. Um, that's my that's my hunch. Um, and um, X Undead is a mystery, but I know that there is uh, a heavy a heavy strain of metal in his in his musical DNA. Um, but. Uh, yeah, this is this is what I've been able to reconstruct from uh, from our barked conversations in a, in a various cupboards backstage over the years. Um, you know, when of course, they of course. when the promoter locks us in a cupboard until it's time for us to go on stage, and we're just battering against the door and gabbling, manically. Uh, um, you know, the the occasional bit of information slips out. So that's um, that's what I know. Yeah, and. I have to ask, obviously, from my view of, of a zombie apocalypse or a, some kind of mass uprising, Leeds didn't seem like it would be the hotbed. So why did you reanimate in Leeds? Hmm. Well, it's 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 a very, a very good one because, I mean, 245 trioxin, as you know, is a, a secret US military experiment. So um, I'm mystified as well. Uh, I mean, obviously, <laughs> uh, in many ways, uh, the UK uh, has been a military uh, base 
for the U.S. over time. Um, in I mean, Yorkshire itself is host, I think, to one of the big um, NATO uh, radar stations. Um, East Anglia, from um, which we, to which the band have connections, is full of air bases. Maybe some two four five trucks in was in transit. It got dropped off somewhere um, and left left unattended, and then maybe. Maybe it found its way to Leeds, maybe in the groundwater. I don't know, but um, that's that's the best I can surmise. No, no, I appreciate you. You're much more knowledgeable on, on that issue than I am. So I appreciate you digging digging through the, the little memories that you do have. Um, and just obviously in terms of like nowadays, we, we know and recognize you specifically as this howling voice of, of several paramedics. But can, can I ask you to just once more to dig that a little bit deeper and see, can you remember, were, were you always wanting to maybe sing or bark, as you say, in a band? Or has it only been since you reanimated that you felt comfortable in that position? Uh, well, um, I do seem to have some affinity for the bass guitar. So... Whenever mm. I pick up a bass guitar, I mean, I won't say it sounds great, but it's, you know, notes come out. So I yeah. think, I think there's that. Um, yeah. But as, as in terms of, um, in terms of lead vocal, I have no memory of anything prior to, um, prior to send more paramedics. Hmm. So in terms of, Let's take travel back. We'll travel back to 2001 and that initial reanimation. Talk me through the, the four of you. Did, did you reanimate at the same time? Did you just stumble across each other? And, and why the calling of, of music as the way to to get your message of, of and story of being zombies across? Mm, well, as I mentioned before, the... Uh... The genre of thrash metal is perfectly suited to expressing the pain of being dead, the, the spasmic rhythm, rhythms, the, the intense uh, howling rage of the genre is, uh, is perfect, perfectly aligned with the uh, um, unmitigated suffering of living death. Um, mm. It's a primal howl of rage at the injustice of being uh, dead but alive. Um, in terms of, yeah, in terms of a, any prehistory, yeah, um, from what I've been able to reconstruct, there were living, uh, living bands that may have provided the base stock material from which we arose some, uh, uh, some shitty emo post-hardcore type shit. <laughs> As I understand, I can't possibly condone that kind of thing myself now. But um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think some uh, various uh, experiments in the worlds of hardcore and metal from uh, from our bass player as well. As I understand it. Hmm. So, so was it just a case of when you did reanimate that there were those? maybe like scratches from the past that, that drew you four as a, as a collective together. Yeah. Um, so there was, I think there was, there seems to have been some history uh, mm. stretching back into the living life of these uh, four corpses. Um, yeah. Um, and I think the, although we, this, we, we seized upon thrash to express our malaise. Um, I think that the uh, the association with of the uh, living precursors with um, with the skate punk genre uh, may have been influential. Also, hmm. um, yeah. So when you obviously started to to create music. Uh as some more paramedics and obviously realizing that zombies could still play musical instruments. When did you kind of start to, 
to realize okay that we can't keep this as an undead secret we need to to share this with the world and i don't know did did you want to was it a tentative thing because you weren't sure how the human race would, would react to zombies or did you not care and thought if they don't like us we can just eat their uh, it was completely uh unpremeditated and unconsidered and it was simply a mindless expression of uh rage and brain lust mm. as it happened so, uh, as it happened uh the uh, gullible mortals seem to be drawn to the racket. And we found this fantastic <laughs> strategy for acquiring prey. So that's what I was going to ask. When, once you kind of, I guess, in in the broader terms of the word, gains popularity, how did you stop yourself from just going on a feeding frenzy and deciding we need to keep some of these humans in line as as fans and... Mm admirers of what we're creating and decipher which ones to eat well i mean i was always very happy if the marsh was filled uh, filled with drooling drooling ghouls so um there was no uh there was no attempt to tamp down the uh, the propagation of the virus um mm. in terms of the practicalities of um touring recording a certain degree of um, of control was warranted. Um, so we, I mean, we we managed. We were lucky. We we had certain individuals who um, seemed to be able to fend us off uh, sufficiently uh, with the use of appropriate protective equipment and uh, you know um, cautious and uh, uh, cattle prods and such to just um, hurt us in the right direction. Um, get us into the van, these kind of things, get us into the studio. Um, we, we were lucky with um, um, various people that uh, roadied or released our stuff or recorded us that they um, were able to resist infection long enough. Mm. And once we obviously, uh, uh, once we'd... Um, made use of their um, skills we were more than happy to um, then also make use of the nutrition they afforded us <laughs> no I, I totally understand that and I, I appreciate that um so then in terms of i guess talk me through kind of the the expanse of the band because f for me personally i came across you uh off the back of um the hallowed and the heathen record mm -hmm. um and i think that maybe a lot of uh of the living's kind of first introduction to you on on a wider scale because i think that that was a time of when uh in at the deep end records were sort of at their peak yeah music vi videos were very sort of relevant and stuff so did you guys see that swarms of, of living people were, were flocking to you? And was that unusual? Because you obviously usually zombies are the ones doing the chasing, but zombie like living people were coming to you rather than you chasing. Uh, well, when you're uh, when you're doing a band, I I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you if you uh, play yourself or anything. Um, but um, it, where, when you're doing a band, I, in my experience, you don't always know who's paying attention. Mm. Uh, I mean, you you play shows, and you know you try to run the band, you try to come up with new material, uh, and you try to push the band. But it depends, I mean, how much attention you pay to it, uh, whether you know what's going on and, and how interested you are in how many records are sold or how many people are listening. And uh, I'm trying to think, I mean, we, 
when we started sort of MySpace was the kind of modern state of spreading your music really. So I guess you could probably tell from that how many people or or, or get some idea of how many people were following, but I'm, I didn't, I didn't administer that. Um, Mm. We, I mean, we did, we did get interest from uh, magazines and, and such, which, and I was handling a lot of uh, dealing with the models there. So, Mm. so I, you know, I I had some idea that we, um, we were known among a certain, you know, a certain portion of, of, aficionados of heavy shit um yeah but yeah i guess it depends how much attention you pay and as a zombie with the ceaseless craving to feast upon the flesh of the living uh, it really wasn't my priority to to look at numbers and to quantify things it was more about the um the immediate goal Hmm. of brains So, but yeah, I mean, you you sort of pick up, oh shit, we're in magazines. uh, Some people must be listening to us and and shit. You get a a broad idea. Oh, we sold, uh, you know, it was never, it never seemed to be, it was never a huge run in CDs, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, this many couple or couple or few thousand CDs of whatever it was for each record. Hmm. But was it... A, a surprise for you coming like coming back to life and then having people be a, like as you I know you said earlier that obviously thrash is kind of ideal for for spreading the word and telling the tale of zombies but that people latched onto that and and they were along for the ride well um humans are stupid <laughs> and as as i've said before i often feel that uh, zombies get a bad press in terms of stupidity when humans really are really quite uh, magnificently stupid which also makes us an, uh, a magnificent metaphor for the human condition um but um yeah i mean look at the history of rock music there's all this uh stupid uh dressing up shit that goes on if you go back you know right to uh you know and the and the horror horror in in rock goes goes way back yeah. to the 60s i'm sure um but bands like you know the cramps and then the misfits and whatever um hmm. uh humans are drawn to this shit and um <laughs> the uh the fortunate thing for us is you know they they many of them i'm sure met their last moments uh, in the realization that this wasn't just some silly costume band, but we were actually dead. Yeah. (laughs) And in terms of that, obviously throughout the years, many people have have questioned your validity and things like that. But obviously there was a moment in time, I think it was maybe 2004, 2006 where you were getting a lot more recognition as you say appearing in magazines and things like this and then you were kind of shoved in the limelight like with opportunities on on like download and and reading and the bbc and things like this so when you as you say like you had to be locked up in cupboards and stuff backstage when people realized what they were dealing with were they shocked that oh shit these I've got a zombie here backstage and I have to let him loose in front of thousands of people. Well, of course, it's a profoundly frightening for a, for a regular member of um, Homo sapiens to, um, to encounter a member of the living dead. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm sure this was um, part, of, um, part of the difficulty um, and part of the way um, things unraveled for us at that time is that... Um, People realized that we were to uh, to quote one of my own song titles. No fucking joke. <laughs> and then, in terms of for for yourself, like having 
the opportunity to to play stages like download and, and reading obviously for for us humble humans that would be like a really daunting situation to go step out on those stage but can you describe to me what your feelings were like for that because were you do you experience nerves did you feel anything or was it just another show for you uh no um had I been human, I'm sure I would have um, lain awake half the night uh, before being picked up <laughs> yeah. by the van uh, in a state of um, nervous agitation uh, and then felt really washed out while performing the show. But being a zombie, uh, the only thing keeping me up was um, the, ma the mania of my desire to feast. Uh, mm. And the fact, you know, um, two for five trioxin has a lot of side effects, and you don't sleep good after you've been dosed with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting on the stage, it was it was amazing, and and there was a horde stretching out as far as the eye could see, or at least to the back of the tent, and uh, mm. it was it was uh, amazing, and I'm very grateful to have had that experience um mm. but there's a lot to be said for the smaller shows where you can get up in people's faces more where you can uh, you know where you can crash into your bandmates during a song and where you can uh, reach out and grab a snack from the mosh <laughs> yeah no no that's cool um the other thing that I've, I've wanted to, to ask you about, which I briefly mentioned there, is obviously the the BBC sessions that you did that have obviously now been released as a as a live yep. album. And again, because obviously that for, for us living, that's such a kind of like high establishment and is, is comes with all this gravitas and things like that. So firstly what was their again what was their reaction like to see zombies in in the maid of ale and what was did you kind of enjoy being in in that scenario or did it feel too too lifelike for you well it was uh it was amazing um you know we may be undead but um there are there are the memories of uh, music fans hidden underneath. And uh, to be in that place where all these people had played was uh, was fantastic. And uh, the uh, the studio guys were uh, regaling us with stories of, um, I think where we, uh, the, the room we were in, uh, Audio Slave had played in there, they recorded oh, in cool. there. And there were other bands they mentioned as well, but Audio Slave is the one that sticks in my mind. So. Uh, you know, uh, Soundgarden is, uh, you know, all of us know Soundgarden, Rage Against the Machine and, and uh, dig that stuff. So that was that was just amazing. So the, the the engineers were regaling us with these stories in between clubbing us back in the submission, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, uh, you know, um, macing us to uh, to keep us away from the sound booth where they were holed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a bit like that scene in Pony Pool, you know. Sometimes we were banging, our, bashing our heads against the uh, the glass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Screaming for brains. And obviously, we before we kind of get to the the initial sort of, I guess, slumber is the best way to kind of announce it. It was obviously you guys released the the Awakening album, um, and then did the the tour with the Offspring and. Again, obviously, I know, like, because of you having the opportunity to play, do Reading and Leeds, you were somewhat used to to bigger stages. Mm. And obviously, at that point, people had got familiar with your, your sound because it's obviously record three. Mm. Um, but how did the, the Offspring fans sort of perceive you? And were they, were they very friendly? Were they good snacks? Were... Was it something that you kind of took in your stride as, as a band? Because obviously I know that was kind of towards the end of, of the initial being of, of Semmel Paramedics. So how was that? Uh, it was great. Um, so I do have um, 
I, when we played, I found that I was strangely familiar with uh, many of the Offspring's uh, tunes. And I can only right, surmise right. that uh, my younger undead self must have spent some considerable time listening to uh, Smash. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which rocked. Um, yeah, but when, so when we got there, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it was uh, unmixed. Uh, my favorite memory of uh, the first show we did in Germany with The Offspring is uh, um, looking out into the marsh at a German girl who was sitting with her back to us and both middle fingers raised towards us. Uh, oh, she wanted to see The Offspring and uh, she was not interested in zombie thrash at all. And uh, I think <laughs> many of her uh, audience mates uh, probably shared her feelings. Um, uh, you know, um, and it's you know it's the it's the uh, the support bands um, age old uh, situation, isn't it? Uh, mm. uh, various things got thrown at us in, I think, in Glasgow. Uh, a small change, which is not a good thing to throw at a at a person who's on stage. It's a bit of antisocial, really. Um, yeah, maybe a vibrator as well. I think I'm not sure. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it didn't go down all that well. But, you know, I think there were probably some people there that had, had knew, knew of us and um, and some people that were open to to um, to hearing it and, and that saw enough similarities between what we were doing and what they do. Uh, mm. So, you know, it didn't really stop us enjoying it and or feasting. Um, yeah, it was great. And how did that opportunity kind of come about? Was it something that that the offsprings like management or something kind of asked you? And I guess did they did the offspring themselves know the risks that they were getting into taking zombies on tour? Uh, there was uh, a lady uh, that we knew um, named Christiane Yanu um, who uh, had booked the offsprings first tour in the UK and I can't mm. remember how we got in contact with her I think it may have been through a guy that did a lot of publicity for us uh, James Sherry of Caught in the Crossfire Media mm. uh, and yeah we basically threatened them that we'd eat them until they put us on the tour uh, right yeah. okay that makes way more yeah. sense so were you kind of holding Offspring hostage most of the tour then? Sorry, were you were you holding Offspring hostage most of the tour? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I got a quite a strong visual memory of our rhythm section uh, grabbing on the noodles and trying to chow down on him. He shook him <laughs> off in the end. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, we didn't. Uh, we would have loved to devour them, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, obviously, uh, being a bigger band, they had their own private space and stuff and uh, they were able to keep a bunch of uh, leering ghouls at bay right okay that's that's but they, they were friendly um, too they were friendly to uh dexter uh wherever we played on the last night uh, like there was like after drinks or something dexter came in and said hey like you guys and all that stuff so they were they were they were cool but we didn't we didn't see that much of them yeah yeah that's fair yeah. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit about just because I'm interested to hear how about how zombies tour and what your kind of experiences have been like. So obviously we've talked about the, the extreme there with the offspring, but can you talk me through some of those early days of touring as similar paramedics and what those experiences were like and how you kind of how you traveled, what what it was like for you kind of going from town to town and what the, the early receptions to you guys was like? Uh, well, um, quite similar, more similar than you might expect, considering that we uh, are members of the living dead, uh, <laughs> hire cars, borrowed cars, vans, um, throw the thing. Good thing about zombies is you can just, throw them in the back of a van uh, like you do your drum <laughs> yeah. kit. Just chuck them in there. Sometimes there's a mattress, but uh, 
you know, why bother with a mattress? My no, splash out for a mattress when they're living dead. Just chuck them in there like logs, fucking pile them up. And yeah, it doesn't matter if you're speeding down the motorway and the, the fucking drum hardware suddenly lurches towards you and impales you because you're already dead. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't matter what, what uh, you know, who, who's intoxicated in, in what way and who's rolling over on top of who because um, you're already dead. Uh, you know, you don't need to take rest stops. In fact, it's dangerous if you mm. do because you end up with a Dawn of the Dead situation where the fucking services are infested with zombies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got by with, uh, you know, some very forbearing uh, drivers and handlers. Um, yeah, just in a fairly normal way. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we ended up on a, one or two occasions when we did some of the bigger tours uh, uh, with with a tour bus, one of those big silver bastards, <laughs> and yeah. uh, which was amazing because we had you know we had different bays for uh, different band members to be strapped down, and you know if um, one of us was particularly raving at any given time, we could be put in the uh, the luggage compartment, um, <laughs> yeah. or that kind of thing. So yeah, that was that was good, and we could we could stock it as well with uh, with living bodies to devour which was wonderful. That's cool. Um, so so then if we talk about obviously the the initial sort of uh, slumber as I put it of, of, sort of towards the end of sort of 2007 I I remember obviously in the the statement that you you coined on I think it was on your MySpace page that that your that your corpses were kind of finally rotting out and sort of that was kind of why why we were maybe seeing the end of symbol par paramedics at that time. Yeah. So w was that the case that that your the the corpses that you'd in inhabited they just couldn't take it anymore that you just needed time to to rest and re-energize? Was that the kind of key component behind uh, that? Yeah, that it was. Uh, there was a, a strong component in what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What else to say? I would say that was hmm. was key. Obviously, I mean, we our um, our physical uh, frame deteriorated over time. Obviously, uh, all that crashing, all that headbanging, when you're already decaying, uh, it it really can uh, mess you up. And uh, you know, you can end yeah. end up having to stitch yourself or staple yourself back into place. Um, you know, uh, you know, fingers start to getting chopped off when you thrash in a guitar or um, you know uh, you might headbang too hard and your head almost falls off so you gotta you <laughs> yeah. gotta watch that um, and then you know I think um, when we were weakened by this progressive deterioration then um, that's when they, the man caught up with us and uh, you know um, slammed us in a, bar a few barrels and tried to bury us yeah yeah mm. Um, before we kind of get to the, and I guess the first, well, no, it would be the second reanimation for for you guys. I just want to kind of get your your take, Oz, because obviously where we're approaching Halloween, which is a time where everyone decides to to cosplay as a zombie. I want to get your viewpoint on zombie horror films and how your kind are depicted. Do you think that it's an accurate depiction or has Hollywood completely butchered how a zombie lives? Mm. Uh, that's complex because it's a big genre these days and there's a lot of different mm. stuff. Um, ah, I'm, try I'm trying to think where to start. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if I'm looking for authenticity and something that really speaks to me in the genre, there's a handful of films that 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 stand out and, and always stood out, and and it's been fun actually finding out a little bit more recently because we've done this new record. Mm. Um, but uh, the stuff that stood out to me and seemed authentic and really powerful, uh, maybe three are really sticking out for me now. So, Night of the Living Dead. Mm -hmm. Romero's original 
uh, Return of the Living Dead was is probably the key inspiration and the key the key the key document in our yeah. in our world. Obviously, the vital role of two four five trioxin, which was the name of our first song, uh, and then uh, Zombie Two by Lucio Fulci, which. Um, also was released under the name Zombie Flesh Eaters, was was mm. massively influential on us, and 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 those are some of the uh, the ones that have spoken to me the most. But but uh, I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of interesting stuff out there, um, and I'm I'm all for uh, I'm not I'm not interested in in mortal categories of uh, aesthetic uh, quality and filmmaking yeah. prowess i am purely <laughs> interested in the the brutality of uh the uh, undead experience so you know um i i do not quail at uh, truly terrible production values and i'm <laughs> yeah. i i am really enjoy exploring exploring th- things um well i'm trying to think Lately, I mean, we have a song on the new record explicitly about Pondy Pool, which I think is a is actually a fantastic uh, film narrative. Stands mm. up as a, a as a quality film, um, but I, I, you know, I've, I've drawn on uh, some some truly truly torrid and terrible uh, stuff too on on this new record. Uh, another one I really enjoyed. I was Oasis of the Living Dead. It's hmm. it's dreadful, but there's something. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Nazi zombies in, in in North Africa. It's it's fucking terrible, but there's something. There's an aesthetic in there that's amazing. That's um, just this um, idea of these rotted Nazis rising, pushing up through the sand in this desert, and all this wrecked military hmm. equipment in these palm trees in the o- Oasis. It's visually and atmospherically it's incredibly powerful despite being dreadfully plotted and awful and you know uh, just a, a paragon of exploitation so you know um i'm struggling to think of anything i yeah I, yeah i'm not gonna slag i'm not gonna slag off anything i i you know, it's all good for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's some I like better, but you know, and it's you know, the more you search, the more interesting variants on the genre you find. Mm. No, that's that's cool. Um, and back in in terms of of the band now, so obviously you you mentioned that when you're you were kind of you were decaying as much as you were back in two thousand and seven. You obviously came back to to life for a second time for 2014 for um, 30 Days of Night, um, 10 year anniversary. Now, again, because it seems to be timing is is impeccable with 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 you guys. But was that was that the organizers of that? Did they dig you up and find you or was it just a case of you? It was your time to rise again. Uh, So. uh... The guy who ran 30 Days of Night, which I don't think is any longer a label, as far as I'm aware, mm. uh, a guy called Jamie Farhell, also the singer in a band called The Nothing, uh, which yeah. uh, has some kind of obscure relation to the band, um, which you may know. Um, he... Uh, yeah, he organized. He organized it. So he basically, when he decided he wanted to send more paramedics, he knew where to dig for the bodies. Yeah, and he was also somebody who uh, did a lot of uh, zombie wrangling and uh, t-shirt selling back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So, were you were you surprised to be woken from your slumber? Uh. No, well, no. I mean, I guess, uh, I guess the possibility of, I mean, you know, we were always 
raging to uh, to find prey and to feast. So uh, you know, it was only the cold metal walls of our barrels that uh, kept us beneath the earth. Uh, all yeah. we needed was to be dug up. And w- were you then kind of because obviously it had been a sort of like a seven year absence that that you'd been playing like music. Were you surprised that there was now this whole new fresh horde of people that had discovered Semmel Paramedics in your slumber and that, that you you had this fresh new wave of people to feast upon? Well, the virus is very infectious. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, not really. And, uh, you know, uh, it's... It's a formula that, that works. Zombies mm. plus uh, plus hardcore plus metal. So not not really. I mean, we were highly gratified, and of course, um, we took the opportunity to devour as many victims as we possibly could. Yeah, but it's a surprise. No, not 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 too much. No. So then if we kind of fast forward a little bit to to present day, obviously, I, I know you're marking a, a milestone in, in terms of 20 years of, of a band, but something that I think a lot of fans of yours wasn't expecting was a new record. And that's obviously something that that we we saw this year as well. So talk me through that. How were you kind of working on that? behind the scenes in were you had someone secretly stashed you away and while you were making this record because obviously we all thought you were in your barrels again so yeah well uh yeah we um we 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 obviously we we escaped to a sufficient extent uh and it's Mm. mysterious and who who is uh who is responsible um but yeah we found ourselves um liberated once more to rage um and uh, i actually i can only surmise it may have been um, connected to the covid uh, pandemic perhaps the um perhaps the attention of those uh, who were um responsible for our um imprisonment was distracted by the covid pandemic perhaps the uh, Relevant CCTV was not being watched. Perhaps the checks were not <laughs> yeah. being run. Uh, perhaps we were left to our own devices, and perhaps that's how we were able to escape. But um, mm. yeah, at any rate, we uh, we escaped during the period of COVID lockdown, and um, the natural the natural thing was for uh, for music to emerge. Uh, uh, Medico was seized with. Uh, Interminable spasming, which translated itself into uh, vast numbers of fearsome riffs, and mm. the rest of us um, joining in through a, a kind of sympathetic agitation. Um, the um, yeah, and then the um, the sculpting of the uh, uh, negative and unpleasant stories which formed the vocals um came last we um there was very due to the internet uh, it was fairly easy to uh negotiate the writing process despite the uh, restrictions of lockdown um mm. uh, there was only one or two occasions on which we were all in the same four corpses in the same room uh, before we hit the studio uh, with um, James Atkinson his uh, station house studios in Leeds and um, yeah we're really 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 happy with the result the final feast Hmm. and because obviously you you said Medico obviously had these this urge and these spasmings that resulted in in the riffs, but obviously where you hadn't written or released new music in in so long, did it was it 
just almost did it feel like you guys were second nature to kind of go back into that that rhythm of writing music or does it i don't know does it never leave a zombie yeah i think it i think it never leaves a zombie and, and zombies are very very obsessive they are they're they're mm. monomanic monomanic they only think about one thing and in our case it's um uh, getting brains through the medium of thrash <laughs> yeah so that's if you let us out, that's what we do, and that's what we did. And um, yeah, it, I, I'm I'm amazed actually by the speed of the process. Uh, but um, yeah, it just came together, and I, I imagine I can only surmise that uh, in their own individual barrels, uh, uh, Medico and Exxon Dead have been spasming away, air guitaring for all they're worth, um, as they drool in their. Um, cocoon of 245 trioxin um el diablo pounding senselessly against the walls of his prison um as if as if drumming um mm. and and that's it's a continuation of a, pro a process that's been ongoing ever since mm. and because you put you sort of brought up the film regarding um the the rising of the the nazi zombies and obviously in, in one of your tracks is you make reference to that and i thought it was it was interesting because obviously us mere mortals have have a a bad sort of uh affinity with with nazis and we we want to obviously stump them out of our our music scene and things like that and i was interested to see that that transcended to to zombies as well so do you have a is there a, a problem with with nazi zombies is there a problem with Nazi Nazi zombies? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, some people, and I'm talking about mortals, might see the whole idea of Nazi zombies as irredeemably crass. Uh, hmm. Perhaps even my former self might have thought that a little. Um, I have to confess, the concept of of the Nazi zombie does have a certain congruence, does have a certain um, instinctive appeal, I guess. I, I would, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure this has been said before. It's two, it's two types of movie monster mashed up, isn't it? That's what yeah. it is. Uh, so, you know, um, in many ways, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, uh, it's fun in its way. Uh, obviously, it's tasteless, but come on. This is a fucking zombie film. Um, <laughs> yeah. In terms of... In terms of uh, dislike of Nazis, I mean, there are jokes, and then there are... And then there's a serious side to things sometimes. I hope that comes through mm. in, the, in the words sometimes. And on this topic, you know, let's not beat around the bush. And that's why I ended, ended that song with the chant, Nazi zombies, fuck you. Nazi zombies, yeah. fucking lose. Um, an homage, I, I would love to add to uh, the Dead Kennedys song, Nazi pugs, fuck off. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's be unambiguous. In this day and age, in this day and age, in the day and age of Trump, Bolsonaro, um, to Orban, etc. Let's be unambiguous about our dislike of Nazis. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad we're singing off the same hymn. Yeah, and coming from again. the hardcore scene, that's not um, that's not controversial. That's cool. Yeah. And obviously, the with the new record, the title is the final feast. And obviously, as I mentioned earlier, I, I myself as a, as a fan wasn't even expecting a, an album anyway. But with that title, is this an underline or? I don't know, could we, is this maybe an underline of one chapter and then something else with some of paramedics in the future? I mean, the name, yeah. I mean, the name uh, seemed to say it pretty clearly. Um, yeah. I don't know how, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. Um, I, I, got a, I got a fairly strong vibe that that's probably the agreement in the band. Um, mm, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's where it stands. And, um, yeah, that's, the, I think that's the, probably the signal we're giving. 
which it's it's no, it's cool. um you know it's it's something that i even being a, a drooling member of the undead is something about which i speak with mixed emotions because you know this um even though uh, even though we're dead you know this thing means a lot to us so yeah but, yeah um there there are currently no plans whatsoever to do anything further after, after this so yeah whether the whether uh, uh, that changes i i don't know but i don't think anybody is anticipating that at this time yeah yeah given uh, given, given the increasing decrepitude of our cadavers yeah and then because obviously this this ties in with the with the shows that you're doing around halloween and marking 20 years of the band and obviously like because with the record was a surprise and these shows are kind of going to be a celebration of of you guys is it i don't know is it something that that some do zombies take like anniversaries and celebrations seriously or how are you kind of viewing it are you viewing it as like one last hurrah or are you just going to go out and just do your thing yeah both i mean you have to go out and do your thing yeah uh, which uh, which we will enjoy and which we will rejoice in um but i guess you know there's a there's a certain uh, circularity to it it being 20 years since the first show so yeah and we're even i think i can i think i can let this slip i, I we're going to be featuring uh our original demo uh all the oh, tracks okay. from the original demo as as a, a segment in in the set uh which was uh, that was our original set on our first uh, first yeah. gig at the royal park cellars in leeds in 2001 um so uh, we actually played that twice that night because we that was all the songs we had <laughs> uh, uh yeah um so yeah yeah um there's there's certainly a kind of marking the marking the occasion marking the anniversary type vibe but um you know with the emphasis on just trying to have fun like we always did just trying to rock out and eat some brains yeah that's cool um, well, Bahamath, I've taken up way too much of your time and I'm keeping you from feasting. But I've, how I usually end the show is I ask my guests what their favourite song is, but with a bit of a twist. And this might be difficult because obviously you've just released a new album, but we'll we'll go with it and see what your answer is. But what's your favourite Semmel Paramedic song that you like to play live and why? It's hard, man. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 uh. It's really almost impossible to choose. Um, <laughs> okay. And just for pure anthemic, um, there's three there's three songs across what we've done. I think which um, which were kind of like single type songs. Um, yeah. And they I they have a very special place for me, uh, of course. Um, uh, Blood fever from the awakening. Mm. Uh, just expresses um, the um, the sheer skin crawling horror of uh, viral zombiedom. Um, Zombie versus shark uh, expresses some of the darker aspects of the predatory mind, and then of course our um, our perennial set closer, Zombie Crew, which just yeah. expresses uh, the unity of the baying mob. In his thirst for brains. Perfect. Well, Bahama, thank you very much for for taking some time out of your your slumber to have a chat with me. Have an awesome time with the anniversary shows, and yeah, please don't eat me. <laughs> I this is remote, so I can. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks ever so much. Thanks ever so much, Tim. Rock on. So there we have it, folks. Again, a huge thank you. Well, I guess a thank you to Bahamath for not eating me firstly. 
and for talking to me and regaling me about the zombie life, I guess. Um, as mentioned at the top of the show, Semmel Paramedics is doing a run of shows around uh, Halloween. I think the last one is on Halloween itself, that it marks the 20th anniversary of the band. Um, if all the shows are sold out, but if you're unable to go to them, they are live streaming the one on Halloween. So we'll put um, links and details to that show in the show notes. And as always, we'll put all the details for some more paramedics in there as well. Um, but yeah, that's it for another week. Happy Halloween. I hope if you are going to the similar paramedic show, you survive and you don't get eaten. But otherwise, thank you again for stopping by the Justin Insight podcast and I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.